Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier, and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day, and we bring the fun, accountability, and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests, and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. Hey, 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 Nyla, how are you? Good. How are you, Kirsten? It's so nice to see you again. It is nice to see you too. And as you can hear, I have met Nyla before and it was just meant to be. I was so thrilled to meet with you and I had no intention of doing what I did like halfway through the meeting. I'm like, first of all, will you do a podcast with me? Second of all, (laughs) because people need to hear your story, need to hear your perspective. It's so incredible. I love just the little snippet of the story that I've already heard. And I can't wait to hear more too. So that's number one. And number two, which I was just like going by my gut, going by my heart. I was like, we are going to do something together and it is going to be amazing. So spoiler alert, at some point you'll be hearing from Nyla and myself with some kind of program that's going to knock your socks off that you're, that made me sound like 80 years old just now. It's fine. Um, you get excited, get your mind right to just be all in on this conversation and um, also get ready because something cool is coming. I can feel it in my bones. So watch out. Um, it's going to be an impactful thing. Um, Cause I said to you, I said to you, I was like, we got to do something together. And what did you say? I said, absolutely. Right away. As soon as we can, let's get on it. (laughs) Okay. So sweet. All right. So let's start with, um, wherever you want to start. So this podcast is called making changes you love to live with, but in order to make changes you love to live with, we kind of sometimes need to look at where we came from to all of a sudden say like, where do I want to go? So I think it's really important in fitness and in life to say like, where did I come from? And let's, let's honor that. I have compassion on that. I have whatever it is for you. Be proud of that. And then also look at where you are, but don't forget to dream about where you're going. So we can go in all different directions, but will you tell me kind of a little bit about your background and then if you want to pronounce your full name for us. So that way I didn't ruin, I didn't say it wrong. Yeah. Well, first off, Kirsten, I really want to thank you for having me on your podcast. I am just as as excited as you are. And um, I'll start off by pronouncing my name. My first name is (laughs) Nyla. So it's, it's spelled N-A-I-L-A, but it's, you would pronounce it as N-Y-L-A. And then my last name is actually going to change soon, but um, in about a week, I'm getting married and it will be Adams. A week? (laughs) Yes, a week. (laughs) So I know, I know. (laughs) So fun. So why don't we just go with Adams? I'm excited, but. Are you changing your name? I think Adams will be fine. Yes, let's do that. Okay, let's do that. That (laughs) is easy and I can even say that. So boom. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, but my, my uh, maiden name is Kovacevic. And um, you probably think that sounds a little different. And it is. Um, I was born in Bosnia, otherwise known as Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, it's a very small country in southeastern Europe of about 5 million people population. And um, I was born in 1990 um, and lived there for a couple of years. And then when I was two years old, there was a war that broke out there in 1992. It lasted until 1995 or so. And basically what happened is my entire family was kind of forced to leave um, because there were soldiers coming in and it was being bombed. And so my father stayed behind with some of the other village men and they fought in the war. Mm -hmm. However, we lost our village in that war. Luckily, my father survived and um, we ended up um, immigrating to Croatia, which is a neighboring country right off the coast of the Adriatic Sea. And so we lived there for about six months as refugees, kind of hiding out. Um, reason we were hiding out is because a lot of the soldiers were being sent back to Bosnia to fight. And so um, my dad was with us and we were staying there um, for as long as we could. Um, however, there wasn't any, any work available there for us. And so we didn't have much money. And so we ended up um, migrating to Germany after that. Uh, Germany was bringing in a lot of refugees from this war. And so we ended up being one of the families that was granted access into Germany. And so when I was almost three years old, I moved to Germany and lived there for seven years. Um, finished kindergarten through third grade there. And, you know, I became incorporated into that society. I became, you know, I spoke as well as the German kids. It was almost like my primary language. And so abruptly when I was nine years old, um, we were told that our visas expired and that we, we had to go back to Bosnia. And so we ended up having to leave at that time. And um, we moved back and lived in another city uh, because my village had been demolished. And so we lived in another city for a couple of years and the economy in Bosnia at that time, you know, following this major war was very unstable and it was, uh, it was not good for people who didn't have, you know, college educations or anything like that, um, like my parents. And so we ended up um, trying to get, you know, access, you know, into other countries and trying to move elsewhere. And America ended up being one of the countries that was bringing in refugees, specifically Grand Rapids. And so Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so my yeah. family, you know, in 2001, in the summer of 2001, ended up moving here. And so I came here um, as an adolescent teenager and uh, started sixth grade here. And so mm -hmm. uh, ended up learning English and Luckily, at that time, when I moved here, there was a lot of refugees here from that war and a lot of kids who were in the same situation as I was. And so um, it wasn't as difficult as one might think, just because I had a lot of support. And, you know, as a child, you learn languages very easily. And so I learned English, you know, in probably six months or so and was able to start regular classes with the rest of the kids. And um I think one thing that was very different was uh, the culture. You know, I was used to living outside, playing outside, constantly being active. And all of a sudden, as a kid, I felt like I had chains on my legs, you know, like I couldn't go as many places as I wanted. I couldn't be as active as I wanted because there was this fear of, of danger and there was lots of 
cars everywhere, which was yeah. different than Europe. And so um, I think that was the most drastic thing for me out of anything, really, was this lack of freedom that I had as a kid. Mm. So did that, so, would you say that fear came from your parents, the culture, or the circumstances? Probably a combination of both, but what did you interpret that as a kid? As a kid, I think the fear came from the things that you hear about the United States, you know, in movies and just from word of oh. mouth, you know, it's not the oh. safest place for a kid, you know, and there's more crime than we're used to back at home. And so things like that, you know, yeah. probably deterred my parents from letting me do the things that, that I used to do. And, you know, I had lost this independence in a way, you know, yeah. and so that was really um, yeah, that was not, not so fun as a kid at the time. Yeah. Right. And so like, it's interesting because I know how passionate you are of movement and I don't mm-hmm. know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing like, I'm a fan of like going outside, whether you're young or old and exercise yeah. of course and movement and all those things. So, I mean, I'm kind of wondering if that kind of planted a seed, planted a fire, a few things mm-hmm. that you mentioned, like you said you were in, you know, the United States, you were in America in Grand Rapids. Then you were like, okay, now what? Right. And so you felt a little bit restricted, mm-hmm. but then eventually you decided to do what? Like you, de- you grew and yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about, you know, your education. And do you think that you mentioned, I wrote it down that like, when, because your parents didn't go to college, you perceived as a family that it was like very unstable where you were at the time. And I'm sure that played yeah. into some things. So talk, keep going. This is an awesome story. Oh my gosh. You yeah, need a movie. Yeah. <laughs> No. Well, I was going to lead that into, I was going to continue the conversation by saying that that lack of freedom and that decreased activity level, that decreased ability to explore and to play and to be active led me to seek out sports, actually organized sports. And so that's how the story kind of continues as the following year. I started asking my parents, well, what can I do at school? I really want to play a sport and, you know, be active and be on a team and things like that. And so I started playing basketball actually. And so basketball really gave me a sense of purpose and it gave me a way to incorporate myself into society a little bit better and be a team member and learn to be a leader eventually. Mm. And it gave me the ability to (laughs) exert all this excess energy that I had. And, um, it was just a lot of fun. And so I played basketball pretty much all year round, starting seventh grade. Um, and I traveled through Michigan and some of the other neighboring states and played in tournaments and in high school. Um, uh, you know, I, I really excelled at basketball. And I think that really solidified um, that discipline I had um, to also pursue education. And so I think being a good um, you know, a good athlete and being a dedicated athlete helped me to be a dedicated, um, just a dedicated student as well. And so that's kind of how that story went. And um, it was really hard. Uh, my last year of high school, 
to decide, well, what do I want to do? You know, I, I, at that time I had no idea that I wanted to be a physician. I really loved health. I love nutrition. I love fitness, but it was like, well, I'm not good enough to be, you know, a professional basketball player or, you know, not even good enough at that time to play, you know, on a, at a university, you know, on a scholarship or anything like that. So, um, I decided that I would, you know, pursue education and then see kind of where that led me and how I could incorporate fitness into that. And so I ended up studying biology and Spanish language at uh, Grand Valley State University here in Grand Rapids and Allendale. Okay, I have to interrupt and, um, and ask. I yeah. have to interrupt real quick. So how many languages do you know? <laughs> well, I would say that the languages I know very well are Bosnian and English. Okay. Then Spanish is, you know, I'm intermediate to proficient at Spanish. And honestly, I've lost a lot of my knowledge of the German language since I moved here as a kid and then I had to acquire all these other languages. Yeah. And interesting. If you know anything about language, it's when you don't practice it, it doesn't really stick around very well. So, but I do think yeah. that if I went to Germany and I spent some months there, uh, I yeah. think it would, it would come back to me. I can I get around, but I, I can't do much more than that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that both things. One, practice, how powerful practice is, right? In all areas of life. Yep. And that I believe that you are being humble and that you could you could do pretty well. So keep going. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> anyway, so then I went to Grand Valley State University and I did my undergraduate degree there. Um, I love biology, but, you know, I was at that point of, well, what do I do with biology? I love the human body. I, I love health. What do I do with it? And, you know, I had done some shadowing and looked at, well, maybe I could be a physical therapist, or maybe I could be a nurse. And I don't know, something just, uh, something about being a physician struck me because it felt like I could have such a great impact on people. You know, I could have this really strong one-on-one -on -one relationship and I could help people live healthier lives, um, improve their quality of life, decrease their mortality in so many ways. And I shadowed some physicians and really this is what, uh, what came from it is that I felt that I could have a greater sense of purpose with this profession. And so I decided to pursue that. I decided to get my uh, pre-med credits, take the MCAT and, um, apply to medical school. And so after my fourth year at JVSU, um, I had a short time off. And then that following summer, I started medical school at Michigan state university, um, and, uh, that was back in 2012. And so, um, I've finished medical school in four years, which is how long that takes four years yeah. of undergrad, four years of medical school, um, in medical school, I got to explore all the different, uh, different specialties. So I went from learning how to deliver babies to being in the hospital and rounding on very sick patients in the hospital to being with a dermatologist and, you know, all of the professions, which are quite frankly, very different, you know? Um, and, you know, I thought to myself, well, there's a lot of intervention that happens here. There are a lot of surgeries, there's a lot of medicine involved, but how can I help people really before that they need those things, you know, before they need to go to surgery, before they need medicines, how can we, you know, avoid all these chronic medical problems that we have today? Like, 
diabetes and heart disease and you know with heart disease especially being the number one killer of of Americans cancers um, just all of these things and I thought to myself well the greatest impact that I can have is is being a family medicine physician being that first step that quarterback for the patient that says hey you know let's get you on the right path and let's get you leading a healthier life and following that person from you know their birth until they get old or whenever I meet them in the journey, but helping them go in a better direction, if that makes sense. And so that's what I decided to pursue. And um, I finished my residency here in Grand Rapids, uh, St. Mary's Hospital, did some rotations at some of the other big hospitals um, as well here. And um, that was a process of three years. And then after that, in 2019, I graduated um, as a family medicine physician from the program here. Following that, <laughs> I um, decided to take a couple of months off, kind of gather myself, because if you haven't been counting up until this point, <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> I have been counting. So a long time without a break. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to do a little bit of traveling, which is kind of my other hobby. I love to go explore and do a lot of hiking and yeah. um, mountaineering and things like that. And so I decided to do that. And then a couple of months after I graduated, I started working as a primary care medicine physician. And so um, that was an interesting experience because up until till this point, you know, I kind of, you know, I've, I'd done my work in the hospital. I saw my own patients, but I never saw just the rigor and I never saw how quickly patients came in and out of the clinic, really. And my time with my patients as I went along in my journey working there was constantly being decreased. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that time with my patients to talk about those preventative measures. All I had time for was for a quick visit, a medicine if needed, um, but never really that quality time that I desired to say, hey, how much are you exercising? How can we improve your day-to-day life? Um, you know, what kinds of things are you eating? How can we improve that? Do you have stress going on? Maybe we can get you to start meditating, walking out in nature, you know, all of these health measures that really do improve our quality of life and not just sticking a bandaid on a problem. Like, um, like, you know, what sometimes we as physicians are taught to do nowadays, you know, there's a lot of focus on intervention and not as much focus on prevention. And, with, with the way that we're going as a society, we really need more prevention to help fix what we have going on. And so I felt really discouraged. I felt yeah. very discouraged. Um, I started to feel side effects from that because I felt burnt out. And so after a year of working as a primary care physician, I decided to resign from my position because of that. That was a big reason and decided to take some time off and try and figure out, well, what road can I take with my education and with my knowledge to help people in a way that I feel serves them better. And so that's kind of where I am now. Yes. So long summary, I know, but. (laughs) And here we are. And it's just like the amount of resiliency and kind of self-awareness is so inspiring I am curious, you know, if our listener is thinking right now, I'm kind of discouraged. I'm kind of discouraged on my health or my fitness or my quality of life. 
what would you say to them? What would you say to them? Yeah, I would. Yeah. That's a big question. A lot of us, I know, I know. And I think I would say to that person that um, the fact that they are acknowledging that they feel discouraged and they think they can improve, that's just the first step. And that's a huge step. There's a lot of people that don't realize how bad off their health is because they've never actually felt a like a very high quality of life, you know, that mm. feeling that you get when you work out or eat healthy. Yeah. A lot of people have not even felt that before. So they don't know, you know, the, the poor quality of life they're living. So I would say to that person that I applaud them for, for acknowledging that first mm-hmm. off. Yeah. That's such yeah, a good but point. I think the first path to take. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, I have noticed that because I've seen people in these various stages of, you know, um, change, you know, pre-contemplation, contemplation, and then preparation. And then once they start doing those things, they, they start to feel a lot better, but this person is not even contemplating about it. They know that there is change to be had and improvement to be made. Right. And so I would say, always start off small, you know, small changes really accumulate. It's just yeah. 1% better every day. That's yeah. what I always say. So if you can do little things to improve your health every single day, you come to a point after months where you're, you just le- realize that you're at this point where you're just so much healthier because of these little changes that you've made every day. So don't try to tackle it all at once, but start small and just keep building with that. Go for a walk every couple of days, then make it every other day, then start doing it every day if you can you know, things like that and write this stuff down, put it on paper, make yourself accountable, you know, whether or not it's to you, to somebody else, to a group of people that that's what I think really makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. So good. Okay. I have a question that I am so curious about, and this like kind of came up for me a couple different times in your journey so far. And yours, you got your whole life ahead of you still, which is so amazing. Um, but how were you brave enough to say, because you made some decisions different times to say like, okay, I'm going to make a shift or I'm going to change, or I'm going to move in this direction that to me is not like the path of easiest resistance. It was like a brave decision. So what do you think helps you do that? Or like, talk to us about those times in your life that you remember that you're like, what helped you or to do that brave decision? Yeah, I think for me, I'm, I'm a very intuitive person. I really listen Mm -hmm. to my gut. If something feels off, I, you know, every time I haven't listened to that little feeling or that feeling in my gut. I haven't gone the right way. And so I've learned my lesson, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yep. And so I think that that's a big thing for me. I I talk to, you know, my dad is a big, big person for me that I talk to about this stuff. He's a great listener. He's a great person of guidance. He always wants me to do what he feels makes me happiest and also what will serve society in the best way. So Uh Um, always talk to him about my decisions, you know, and I say, dad, I've been feeling this way. I'm not so happy. And do you think if I take this step, do you think that, 
you know, I will let people down or I will let myself down. And he always kind of changes that, you know, framework for me and makes me understand that it's about helping people in the best way that I can. And also, you know, helping myself and being my happiest self that I can and my healthiest self, really, because medicine also the way that I I was doing it, the the work that I was doing, it was taking over my life. It was burning me out. It was not allowing me to be my healthiest self. And unfortunately, a lot of people have jobs like that, that don't allow them to sleep enough, to eat the proper foods, to exercise enough. And so sometimes it's about saying, you know, I have to focus on myself first and do the things that make me healthy and also find a way to, to work and provide for my family too. And I know that's very hard, Yeah. but yeah, I listen to my intuition. I talk to my loved ones and that's really what helped me go in the right direction. Because if you haven't heard, you know, about my story, my parents have been through a lot and I really admire them and they are great people, um, in every way, but they are also people who have guided me along the journey and, um, you know, always wanting me to be happy. So That's that's awesome. And I have the pleasure to work with a lot of moms and leaders like yourself. And I have to remind us all, I have to remind myself this too, that if it's healthy for me, like the mom, or a leader, or we're all leaders, right? We all have influence, like Mm -hmm. our circle of influence and have that ripple effect too. So if it's healthy for us, it's going to be healthy for our kids. It's going to be healthy for our patients. It's going to be healthy for our friends and family. And I think that's pretty wise of your dad and other like close people that you go to for guidance and then also go to the intuition that you have in your heart and your gut that to have that, like, okay, I hear you. And remember, like, you're not doing anyone favors. If you are burnt out and stressed and unhealthy and needing like a warm meal and, you know, (laughs) Sometimes that goes a long way. I'm thinking, okay, yeah. I it does. <laughs> That's awesome. It makes a world of difference. I hear you on that. I think it's easy to lose ourselves in that because we are a society of, of success and progress and, you know, leaving your profession or taking time off from it especially in medicine, um, is not really something that's admired necessarily. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of looked down upon to be, to be exact. And so, but it's, it's, it's recognizing and acknowledging that that's not the most important thing. The people that love you and, uh, your friends and your family, those people will want you to be happy. And, you know, success is second to that, you know? Absolutely. Success. I mean, it's so funny. It's just coming up for me. And I can't remember what grade I was. I think ninth grade, I wrote what is success. And I wrote this little like one page. I don't know if it was a poem or like write up in ninth grade. And my dad put it on the wall in his old office. I don't know if he still does. I'll have to ask him. But I remember like going through this long period of time, like years later, and all of a sudden being like, Oh, what was that that I said again? Oh yeah, that, that was probably more accurate (laughs) because I kind of got in the flow of achievement and like, this is the next thing. And this is the next thing. 
And I was placing a lot of value on that and like success is healthy and it is, it feels good. Like it should feel good to you, not the other way around, like success at the cost of your health and your quality of life. I loved how many times in, yeah, how many times when you were talking about, you know, your education and becoming a doctor, how often you talked about quality of life. That is so, so huge to me. So we could talk for hours, but we got to wrap it up at some point. So I want you to speak on before we get going here. Um, So this podcast is making changes you love to live with. And Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about like, you know, learning some discipline and learning some stick to and perseverance. But then you also talked about times where you're like, something's not right here. I need to shift directions. So I want to hear from you of either yourself personally, of a change that you made that you're loving to live with. And it can be, like you said, the small change that you look back and you're like, oh, that started so tiny. And now I really appreciate it. So a small change that you have or that you've seen in, you know, friend, family, client, patient, any of those things. Gosh. um, (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, I gave you options. (laughs) (laughs) I'll mention a few, I guess. Um, There's some little things. We just moved to a new house and We've got quite a bit of land and I'm just surrounded by nature and it's awesome all the time. And I have realized that previously, you know, when I, when I would wake up, I would get some coffee, sit down, work on things right away. Right. You know, try to be productive. Well, what I do now is I grab my coffee. um, I grab my cats on their harness. We go Uh outside and we just explore nature for like half an hour. And I drink my coffee and I just listen to the sounds of the birds. I watch the deer walk by and I just it's like a form of meditation for me. You know, it's just like I'm I'm just like taking it all in being in nature. And I start my day like that every single day now. And obviously Ooh, I have the opportunity. Can I to celebrate that you on and- that? That's <laughs> awesome. Let's celebrate Thank you on you. that. Yes. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. It's, it seems like something very minor and, you know, you could consider it a time waster, but I just, I don't mm-hmm. take my phone with me. I don't, I don't talk to anybody unless it's the weekend. Nope. Um, right. I just go out there alone and I just listen to everything. I absorb it. And I feel like I am just so much more ready to, you know, start the day to tackle the day after that. Um, and so that's been a change, a big change that I've made since moving here months ago. And I will never look back. I can't imagine my day starting any different now, you know, go out in my garden at that time too. And I touch the soil, I play with the earth and it just, I just feel good after that. And also, you know, there's the important getting sunlight first thing in the morning. Mm. And those sun rays are so important and we don't get enough of that and the fresh air and it changes my perspective on everything. You know, it makes me feel like I am so small in this world and I just feel so grateful for everything, you know? Oh, that's so good. Let the sun hit your face. Like just appreciate it. Yes. I I think it's super wise that you leave your phone. Honestly, I love that. Mm -hmm. I realize like how much that feels like, I don't know. I think it's freeing and it's important. 
to start there. Yes. Um, I had the opportunity to learn to surf this summer, which was incredible. Like I am, I am like obsessed now and granted, you know, like (laughs) where am I going to surf in Michigan? But anyway, um, so, but what I was trying to like analyze, I was actually talking to my therapist after the fact, I was like, this was so mind blowing for me. And we really talked a lot about it because I was trying to analyze like, why was this so good? And I was actually to be able, I was able to do things with my body and my mindset that I'm not normally able to do. And so I was trying to think, I was like, one, you don't have your phone. You don't have your phone. You don't have, it's just like you in the water. And then the salt water, I think there's something about water that is just like, oh, Mm-hmm. And then the and then the challenge, <laughs> the challenge and the physicalness of moving your body in this way, and like the powerfulness of the waves. Like you said, like I just felt so little. I just knew that I couldn't be fighting the waves. I had to go with it, right? So if if the wave yep. took me under, and the the surfboard was above me, I knew I just had to stay under until the wave pass. Otherwise, if I try to fight the wave, that wasn't going to work. Right. I was just going to end up exactly. freaking out because I was like, oh. <laughs> right. <It's a> <laughs> right so that was, um, ah, just another flavor of what you're talking about. And I mm-hmm. want us to, like you said earlier, like you can start small. So you can start by just walk, being being committed to walking out to your mailbox, maybe even, or walking out in your yes. backyard. Is that what you would say? Or what do you think? What Absolutely. would starting small? You know, yeah. Starting small yeah. with this would be just get out on your porch, get out what, what you know, wherever you can get outside first thing in the morning, get some sun for 15 yeah. minutes. Just listen to the sounds around you. Just do a short meditation. You don't even have to think about it as a meditation or as anything like that, but get outside wherever you are. You don't have to, you know, have any sort of, you know, land or anything like that. It can just be stepping outside out of where you live, out of just being inside constantly and absorb that energy around you and just listen and feel what's around you and enjoy it, you know? Because we are so intertwined in everything in our lives and we just, we go on throughout the day and we're so busy and we never take a second to just realize who we are, where we are, what we're doing. Um, I think it's important to connect with that, you know? Absolutely. Well, I think that is like such a peaceful way to leave the listener and to finish our conversation up. If we want to follow along with what you're doing and how you're doing, or we want to reach out, what's the best way to do that? So the best way to do that would be through my Instagram page. I like to post things on there sometimes um, for people to read and um, to look at. And so it's uh, my first name, Nyla underscore Kovacevic. And if you want, I can spell that out to you, but (laughs) it might also be good to just read, read, read it in the podcast description. Exactly. Okay. I'll make sure I put that and I'll get the spelling from you. So I put it correctly in there and then, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Cause people are going to want to connect with you further. I know they are and get your, like I said, at the beginning, get your hearts ready because this girl is an MD 
that cares so much about quality of life and preventative medicine and like treating you right where you're at. And, you know, we're excited. We're going to do something. We don't know yet, but we're going to do something together to really, to really do what you think, Dyla, is going to create a huge impact. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's a huge change, a huge impact on your daily life. And you're going to wake up, you know, a few months into, you know, showing up for the process and realize that you are making progress. You do feel different. Would you agree with that? Exactly. I would absolutely 100% agree with that. <laughs> Yay! Thanks for sharing your story. It was so meaningful. I'm just amazed by you and I'm so excited to work with you further. Thank you so much, Kirsten. I can't wait. Woo! Thank you. Woo, woo. Oh yeah, you did it. This has been another episode of the Making Changes You Love to Live with podcasts. I think you know already that I love, love, love helping people just like you become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay. So I just want you to like soak that in and receive it and be like, yes, yes, she's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness inspired warm up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So, woo woo, let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of this song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So get it, get it. Have a great day and enjoy the song. But it turns out that